Hello, I'm Rob Pacienza, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries. Before our program begins today, I want to take just a moment to share an important message with you. I've never broken into our normal programming like this, but you need to know the situation. We are in the midst of a financial shortfall. Over the past year, our viewing audience has grown by more than 50%, but our finances have not grown with it. If we don't make up this financial shortfall, we will be forced to make cuts, cuts to the TV stations and networks this program airs on, and cuts to our programming and productions. My friends, we don't want to do that. In a time of upheaval, cultural Marxism, gender confusion, and the shackling of religious liberty, our biblical message is needed now more than ever, and we have been gaining ground. We must not lose it now. There are some of you who have been faithful, regular partners of our ministry, and we're humbled by that, and we thank you. Others of you have perhaps donated in the past and appreciate this program, but you haven't made a gift in a while. Or maybe you've never given a gift before. I'd like to appeal to you. First, please stop and pray, and please consider giving a generous donation to continue the work of this ministry. Our situation is critical and we need your help. Please write us immediately at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org to make your generous and timely gift. I want to thank you and may God richly bless you. Today on Truths That Transform. I believe in America, we are losing our freedom because we as Christians are afraid to speak up. And that's a dangerous. We have forgotten that it is only where the Spirit of the Lord is that there is real liberty. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. America is the land of liberty, and that's for a very good reason. As the Bible tells us, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. America's freedom was built upon a Christian foundation, and our founders deliberately protected that foundation in the First Amendment. But there are now those who wish to cast aside the First Amendment and criminalize Christianity. On today's program, you'll discover how only Christianity can be the true basis for our freedom. And we begin with a look at how valuable religious liberty truly is, a blessing we dare not let slip away, yet many here take for granted. Here's our own John Rabe with more. America's founders took seriously Christ's command to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Only Christianity can be the basis for our freedom, and now America is in danger of losing it. Where did freedom come from? All the basic foundational ideas of America come from the scriptures and the Christian faith. 
for the first you know, 200 years of our nation, the Bible was the salt and light that was infused into our culture that made America the greatest nation in the history of the world. If we want to live in freedom, if we want liberty, we've got to remember the inputs that produce that liberty. And that is a, a robust freedom to not just believe uh, as, as your conscience dictates, but to be able to live out your faith in every aspect of your life, whether that's in your place of worship, in your home, in the public arena, in the workplace, in civic life, etc. In America, our religious liberty is under attack, especially in the workplace. There are really two different paths when it comes to workplace discrimination. One is the business owner. And you think of uh, cake makers and uh, creative uh, people who are running businesses that have conflict with the reigning notion of culture right now. One such case is that of Christian web designer Lori Smith of 303 Creative. As a Christian artist, I want to create freely and create messages that glorify and honor God. And for me, this means designing for weddings and telling the story of a couple through God's lens of marriage. The state of Colorado argues and the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that she should be forced to create websites affirming same-sex marriage. The case has since gone to the United States Supreme Court. This case is crucially important because it involves fundamental First Amendment principles that, that we all hold very dear. And what both the Colorado uh, Court of Appeals, the Tenth Circuit, um, and Colorado uh, recognized uh, is that Lori uh, is happy to serve anyone from any walk of life, including LGBT individuals. And they also recognize that Lori's websites are pure speech. And even recognizing that, uh, the court held that Colorado could compel her to speak in violation of her conscience. That's something that should trouble all of us. Uh, once the government starts to censor uh, viewpoints, uh, there's no stopping point. Um, and one of America's founding promises is that the government can't tell you what to think or what to say. The other path that we see a lot of attacks on religious liberty in the workplace writ large is within the area of employment. People of faith are put in situations where they're being asked to do something that might violate their faith. And if there's an ability to accommodate them, those employers are going to have to do that. And we're seeing multitudes of cases starting to explode right now of people who have been in their business for, you know, 20, 30 years. And they're called into the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office and told to sign some statement or agree to something that violates their faith. And despite a perfect work record, they're being fired only because their faith disagrees with this new woke religion that's being pushed on them in these secular corporations. Nobody, no employee should be forced to choose between their faith and their career. And yet far too often we find people of faith in every aspect of society having to make that very choice. And we've had to go to the Supreme Court even recently to defend a postal worker who just simply wanted to be able to recognize the fourth of the Ten Commandments fully. Congress actually passed a law to make clear that in our country we provide a reasonable accommodation to people based upon their faith if we can do so without causing an undue hardship to the business. And that was the law passed 50 years ago. But five years later, a case hit the Supreme Court and they decided that, well, you know, we have a problem with this law because this law is actually doing something favorable to religion and we think that's a violation of separation of church and state, which of course is not in the Constitution, but they didn't think that you could do something that accommodated religion. 
The result of the 1977 Transworld Airlines v. Hardison case eviscerated religious freedom protection and has stood for 46 years as the judicial precedent. Kelly Shackelford of First Liberty Institute recently argued a case before the Supreme Court challenging this ruling. Everybody might look at this case, Groff versus United States Postal Service, and think, oh, it's just about Gerald Groff. Uh, it's really not. It's about every American who works, every American who's going to work in the future, and whether they can still get a paycheck and follow their faith. For years, postal worker Gerald Groff delivered mail faithfully in rural Pennsylvania without ever having to work on a Sunday. For me, it's not about just going to church. It's about obeying the Lord and putting the entire day aside to, to, to honor and, and glorify Him. They be began to ask people of my position to deliver on Sundays or holidays, and I told them I'm not going to be able to work on the Lord's Day at all. The U.S. Postal Service refused Groff's religious accommodation, and he sued, arguing that they violated Title VII, a federal law that makes it unlawful to discriminate against an employee based on religion. His case now awaits an imminent ruling from the Supreme Court. But as some critics have noted, it's absurd that we must wait for unelected judges to tell us if we still have the God-given rights enshrined in the First Amendment. Religious freedom is the first freedom. If you lose freedom of conscience, freedom of religion, you're not going to have any political freedoms or any other freedoms. And one of the, the best ways I can describe why this is true is the one thing that a totalitarian regime can never allow are citizens who hold an allegiance to one higher than the government. So whenever that type of all-controlling, kind of oppressive regime begins to come in, the first flashpoint will always be religious freedom. And if you lose there, your economic freedoms, all your other freedoms, political freedoms, are all gone. Those who have survived oppressive governments sound the alarm about taking religious liberty for granted. Virginia Prodan, who grew up under totalitarianism, has a warning for America. I was born in communist Romania during the dictatorship of Nicolae Ceausescu. I was born in a country that I call a land of lies and a prison land because people were not allowed to speak the truth and people um, never had the freedom to travel outside or the freedom to express their opinion about the government or any kind of opinion. Today, Virginia Prodan is an international attorney fighting for religious liberty. Many times I feel like I am saying to American people and I want to scream and say, you go the wrong way, you go the wrong way, turn back, turn back. America is at the crossroad. We as Christians, if we don't speak up, if we don't live our lives as Christ uh, asked us to do, we are going to lose freedom in America. As President Reagan famously said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It's not passed on in the bloodline. It has to be fought for. When we do challenge these overreaches by the government, these attempts to curtail or criticize the conscience of people of faith around the country, when we push back against them, the government typically loses, and they should. I believe in America, we are losing our freedom because we as Christians are afraid to speak up. And that's a dangerous. There is no reason for us to be afraid. 
America and, and American people brought Christ and freedom to people all over the world. It's time for us Americans to bring Christ and freedom back to America because there is no freedom, no, even in America without Christ. Maybe the one thing that we're getting wrong is we're not realizing that the Bible actually is the source for a constitutional republic, that it is so applicable to our particular system of government. And so when we look at things like Jesus saying, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's, we have to say, okay, we're not in the same system of government that, that he was in when he said that. We're in a constitutional republic where we are Caesar and where we actually, as we the people, are in charge of this thing. So we better as Christians say, God, give me guidance. What does your word say about how I live this Caesar job out that we now all have. We've got duties and privileges under this constitution and this form of government that afford us the freedom to be able to be people of faith in public. Don't be afraid of that. The Great Commission calls us to make disciples of all the nations and that includes our workplaces. So a distinctive, faithful, thoughtful Christian voice today is absolutely critical. And of course, above all, to be faithful to Jesus but also for the integrity of the Republic, because America's very, very close to a tipping point that is fatal. America has been blessed with enormous freedom, but there's an enormous danger in taking it for granted. The fact is, freedom is uncommon in human experience. Just look around the globe today for proof of that. In truth, the preservation of freedom goes against human nature and requires a supernatural foundation. Without that crucial element, freedom either turns into reckless hedonism or is swallowed up in tyranny altogether. My pastor and mentor, D. James Kennedy, shares more in his message, Freedom's Holy Light. For more than an hour and a half this week, I had the opportunity of talking with a man who just this past November was released from 15 years imprisonment in a variety of prisons in the Soviet Union. He was a political prisoner, they said, and he was guilty of an egregious crime. He had applied for a visa to come to America. And so, he spent 15 years, often in cells that had no windows and no openings in the door, which had ice on the walls, no blankets, only an undershirt, no mattress, just a board to sleep on. And he said something that I do not believe that I will ever forget. He said that Marx and Lenin promised to give to the world a new man. Well, he said, they were correct, at least in part. They have given to the world a new man. But that new man, which has been created by 70 years of atheism and repression, is a monster who has systematically had cut out of his being his heart and his conscience, all sense of morals and ethics. You see, 
what Marx and Lenin forgot is that only the Spirit of God can make people better. It is only where the Spirit of the Lord is that there is liberty and that there is the power to exercise that liberty for the good of others and for godliness. This same week, I talked to another man from an Eastern European country who told me that one of the bureaucrats of the government came and said, we know that you have a way, a method of making people good. We want you to use it. He came and said this to a Christian because, you see, they don't have any idea how to do it. The communist method has abysmally failed. And what has happened in those countries is that having created these beasts of the jungle called men, they have kept them repressed by the heavy hand of tyranny for all of these decades. But now, as that hand is being lifted, They are freed from their cages and they're roaming the streets and crime is skyrocketing. And they don't know what to do. You Christians have a way of making people good. Whatever it is, whatever it involves, even if it is God and religion, do it because what we have is moral chaos and anarchy. And that is always the case. When people are outside of Christ, they are either going to have tyranny or they are going to have anarchy. As Dr. Robinson said, Christ was and always has been and always will be crucified between two thieves, legalism and license. And in the political realm, that amounts to tyranny or anarchy and chaos. Well, as sad as that is, it is half a world away, but right here in our own country, we have been following in their footsteps, and we too have made the same fatal blunder. We have forgotten that it is only where the Spirit of the Lord is that there is real liberty, and a liberty which is not degenerating into license and all manner of immorality and cruelty. And so, in this country, a purblind Supreme Court over the past 20, 25 years has taken from our young people the Bible, prayer, the Ten Commandments, and now the Creator. And now we wonder and we hear television commentators and newspaper columnists wondering what it is that has caused this dramatic rise in crime and every sort of evil in our country. They have forgotten what Ben Franklin knew, and that is, as he said, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt and vicious, they have need of masters. We have no government, said Adams, capable of dealing with an irreligious people. 
Did you get that? We have no government capable of dealing with an irreligious people. Do away with religion, and you do away with America. It is only the religion of Christ, where the Spirit of the Lord is, that people can be free and be good at the same time. It is only men and women in whom there dwells the Spirit of Christ who is able to turn their hearts and minds and to energize their beings toward godliness and morality that freedom can exist. It is only a people who are committed to God who are capable of being free. And wherever that commitment diminishes or is destroyed, then that liberty will inevitably turn into license and that license into anarchy and chaos and that chaos will lead inevitably to tyranny and we shall have our master. Hearts set free, that is what is needed. Free because of a faith and love to God. Hi, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. As my father just shared from the founders, we have no government capable of dealing with an irreligious people. And yet secularism is growing and the freedom of Christians to live and work according to their faith is being pushed to the edges. It's a crucial time in American history. Will we push back and reclaim our First Amendment religious freedom? Or will it be lost forever, destroyed by those who don't want biblical truth in their way? We've just published a brand new book we want to share with you that will help you see what's at stake. It's called Stealing Freedom, The Secular Assault on Your Religious Liberty, edited by Dr. Rob Pacienza, and we'll send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to the work of this ministry. Stealing Freedom features a foreword by Alveda King and chapters by Dr. Pacienza, Peter Lilback, Stephen Mansfield, Jerry Newcomb, and others. Discover the truth about the LGBTQ clash with religious liberty, the founders' true intentions, and how their intentions were upended by decades of terrible Supreme Court decisions. And if you're able to give a gift of $100 or more, we'll send you the book plus our brand new DVD documentary, Intolerant, The War on Religious Liberty. You'll see how Christians are being harassed by state and local governments for their religious convictions. And you'll learn about recent positive events that give us hope. That's the new book, Stealing Freedom, as thanks for your generous donation. And the book plus the brand new DVD documentary, Intolerant, as thanks for your gift of $100 or more. Our fiscal year ends on June 30th. And we need your help. D. James Kennedy Ministries is making an impact. Viewer Maria writes, I love the ministry and the work you guys and Pastor Rob are doing. You're a very important ministry, and I pray others continue to connect with you and learn from your programs. But in order for that to happen, we need you to partner with us. And this is the most critical and effective time to do it. Committed friends of our ministry have offered us a $125,000 
the time is now matching challenge. So any gift you give today will be effectively matched dollar for dollar for the sake of the gospel and the future of freedom. The next few weeks will determine whether we're able to move forward in strength or if we need to cut back. And this is no time to retreat. So please give a generous gift right now. We'll thank you by sending you our just published book, Stealing Freedom, The Secular Assault on Your Religious Liberty. And as thanks for your generous donation of $100 or more, we'll also send the new DVD documentary, Intolerant, The War on Religious Liberty. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. Religious liberty is America's first liberty. Without it, all other American freedoms crumble. Dr. D. James Kennedy believed that, and I believe it as well. As John Adams said, our Constitution cannot govern a people who are not themselves governed by God's truth. And yet today, there is a constant onslaught against God's truth. Christians who believe in biblical marriage and refuse to participate in celebrating counterfeits are fined and penalized. In some states, those who affirm God's design of male and female are hit with civil rights charges if they refuse to use false pronouns that affirm transgenderism. Doctors, nurses, and pharmacists can be punished for refusing to participate in the killing of children in the womb. Do not be confused about this. Religious freedom is an under attack in America. But my friends, I can tell you this, with your help and by God's grace, this ministry is going to stand against it. We will continue to boldly proclaim the truth and equip Christians to stand up and reclaim our culture for Christ. In just the past year, the Lord has grown our viewing audience by 50%. We have established an active presence on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. through our Center for Christian Statesmanship. We have produced and aired documentary specials on the impact of Jesus Christ on culture, the deadly results of Darwin's evolutionary theory, and even election integrity, among others. We've launched a new podcast, The City of God, where we analyze current events from a biblical perspective on a weekly basis with special guests and experts. And we're declaring the glorious truth about our nation's Christian foundation through our Providence Forum. It would be easy to look around at our current cultural and political situation and become discouraged. But hear this clearly, friends. The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. We intend to stand firm and proclaim it clearly and unambiguously. When Jesus' body was taken down from the cross and placed in a tomb, it looked like all was lost. But in reality, it was just a precursor to the glorious miracle that was about to take place on Sunday morning when he rose from the dead. These are trying times for sure, but after darkness comes light. God's spirit and God's word transforms individuals and cultures and nations, and we will press forward in faith that he will bring an awakening to America. Thank you for joining us today. 
Remember that you're always welcome to worship with us at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale. And you can also join us by live stream at crpc.tv. And now, here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. We live in an America right now where many people falsely believe that the government gives them their rights. Our founders believed the exact opposite. They believed all a government can do is take away your rights. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.